Hey guys, it's Morgan here. I want to welcome you to Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. I'm going to toss it over to our hosts, Micah and Josiah Keneally. What's up, guys? Hope you're feeling alive right now. I'm Micah Keneally, and I want to welcome you to Young Adults Today, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. And guess who I'm joined by? My wonderful husband and co-host, Josiah Keneally. Like always, Josiah, how are you doing today? You know, I'm as alive as ever, and I'm loving life. I woke up this morning. I'm alive, so it's going to be a great day. And this is the day the Lord has made. I'm rejoicing. We're, we're having just a special treat today. Well, Josiah, I know that you have a special friend guest that you, you, he loves to introduce everybody. So if you can't hear the smile on his face, I wish you could see the smile on his face. Both of the people that I'm referring to right now in this video. But Josiah, I don't want to take any more time of our special guests or yours. So drum roll, please. Who is our special guest on the other end today? Well, we're joined today on Young Adults Podcast by Rashawn Copeland. And Rashawn is a good friend of ours. He's actually one of my favorite people on planet Earth and one of the closest voices of encouragement in my life. And Rashawn is a minister who writes and a writer who preaches. He's an evangelist, an author, a part-time Army medical officer who serves our country, and he's a full-time father. So Rashawn truly carries and embodies joy and the love of the gospel. The Copelands is a family that consists of Rashawn, his wife, Denise, and their three kids. They're a beautiful blended family. They stand firmly Mm -hmm. in who God has called them to be, and they're committed to the heart of the father. So in 2017, Mm -hmm. they followed God's call back to Oklahoma City, and Rashawn and his wife, Denise, have founded a digital outreach ministry, which is called Without Walls ministries. Rashawn is currently the host of Scriptures and Story podcast, and his newest book, Start Where You Are, is now available for pre-order. So Rashawn, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us. Oh, Josiah and Micah, you guys are amazing. You guys are such a blessing. I'm so pumped to be on here. So extremely honored to like even just do life from afar with you guys in ministry. So uh, just, just take it as uh, an honor for from me, like for me, from you guys to be on the show. Love you guys. Gosh, well, we're excited to see what God does through this conversation, Rashawn. You are, I feel like you're a light in all the dark places. Like you just seem like a firecracker. I've never seen you face to face like this, but if you could see his pearly whites and his zeal for life <laughs> and the Lord, like it just oozes from his smile. If you can't, if you can't see that or feel that, just listening. But Rashawn, I just love the fact of that from what you named your ministry to to what God's doing in your life, it just sounds like he is on the move and that's contagious to others. So I just want to have the audience here. Rashawn, would you share about your story, wherever you want to pick up, how you became a believer, when God called you to forms of ministry, where that passion came from, whatever you want to share today. Let's, let's let the listener tune in. Awesome. Thank you, sir. So literally, it started far from where I am now. I was um, literally uh, lost, confused about my life. What was the next thing for me? As many of us were, I was going through an identity crisis. And I think a lot of it sort of sprung out of the confusion that was in my household early off. Uh, My mom was a Baptist, you know, but she was like more on the religious routine style thing, not a relationship with God. Uh, but my dad was a practicing Muslim. So there was just, it was just chaos at the beginning. 
I'm trying to figure out like what's real, what's true. Uh, and then sort of somehow, some way, you know, uh, the Lord began to, you know, take me through different seasons where I thought they were just defining moments. And, uh, you know, when I was in elementary school, I was sexually abused. And then uh, fast forward, um, I was shot down at age 17. All these were eye-opening moments where it just, it, 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 it really opened up my eyes to the reality that I'm a finite, futile being, wow. and there's going to be eternity. There's going to be another side of this, uh, and it's going to happen whether I'm ready or not, you know, and there's something, um, yeah, that was just like, I was in awe about like, hey, this is for real. I got to get, figure this out. Like, who is God and who created me? Why am I here? And, and I sort of started my journey from there, but I drifted away at, at, a, at another point. But I'll share about that if we get to it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's amazing, yeah. John. And, and your story is one of hope. It's one of overcoming. Mm -hmm. It's one of, it, it's really a powerful testimony of courage and just the faithfulness of God where he's met you right at the beginning. And just knowing you, talking online and just texting back and forth a lot. I know that there's a message that's stirring in your soul and it's about to mm. the torpedo that it is about to <laughs> hit the world and yeah. we're ready for it. We're here for oh. it. You talk about this book, start where you are and this message that's been stirring in your soul that's about to be released. Yes, uh, bro. I would love to share about it. One, you know, it's a message. I feel it was a fresh download from heaven, but that doesn't make anything special about me at all. It's just the reality of so many people I've crossed in ministry, including you guys. Like we've all started somewhere and God met us there. But not only that, the miracle was that he loved us through what we we're going through and he loved us. He led us out of it. And, and I think this is the message that's so true and consistent throughout the whole Bible. You look at Apostle Paul, you look at everyone, you know, uh, Peter the fisher, who became a fisher of many men, he met us all where we were, and some of us in radical ways, and some of us in really subtle ways. And, but I think here's what remains true, we're rescued radically to rescue radically. Amazing. Uh, and, I think that's what we all need to just circle back around with. One, introspectively ask ourselves the critical question, um, how am I describing my walk with God right now? Like one, we don't start where we, like we don't start where we wish we were, but we start where we actually are, which is broken. And we acknowledge that and, and, and sinful in need of a savior. And then from that point, God begins to do what he promises to do is, is to, yeah, change us and transform us as we walk with him. And that's what happened to me. So that's my message. You're not too far to be reached if you're listening. Uh, you may have been walking with the Lord for a long time, but you just need, uh, you know, a new fresh wind, a new fresh fire, which I love that book by Jim. Uh, yes. Jim out of New York, I love Ruben that book. Tab. Yeah, so powerful. Uh, but you may be in a season where your relationship is vibrant or stagnant or non-existent, but wherever you are, you're not too far to be reached. You're not too broken to be uh, fixed or you're not too dirty to be cleansed. Like, you know, God is meeting you there. So that's where that message birthed out of and uh, how he's, yeah, longing to meet us where we are all the time. 
I think it's a beautiful, the image that I get, Rashawn, is the fact that God is like, he's in control of it all. And he's constantly calling yeah. us to deeper levels of intimacy with him. But first and foremost, it starts with a relationship. And I just get this image of, we all have a life, if you're a believer, we all have a life raft to throw out to somebody around us, mm. right? Meaning like, we are not the life raft, but we have that answer. And that is Jesus yeah. Christ. Like he wants to save us where we're drowning. He wants to redeem us where things have been, you know, yeah. lost or broken or stolen. And we know that you are definitely an influencer. Everywhere yeah. you go, Seriously. you are constantly spreading okay. the light. And Whoa. from TikTok to Instagram to daily devotions of, of Bible verses and any other creative way that God is downloading how to share the love of Christ with others. So Rashawn, my question for you is, would you be willing to share a typical day in your life on social media and in person? And how do you spread the light and love to those around you every day and everywhere you go? Because you're contagious, awesome. whether you know it or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that's so kind of you guys. And I do have, again, I think it's just this, there's days I have tears. There's days I struggle. Like I'm, there's this joy now because I'm with you guys. <laughs> like there's times I struggle. Ask my wife, like where I'm just conflicted. I mean, you know, there, there's so much resistance, especially, especially when we're going out and we're pushing back darkness, we're sharing this hope. We can sort of go back to that disappointment, that this discouragement, the doubt and all these different things that cause us to drift from God. But the way I start my day every single day, that's been so huge for me is really just mirroring what Jesus did a great while before day, he will go off into a solitary place to pray. But I've had all these different things that tried to get in the way of that time, like my cell phone, for instance, like it'd be right next to my bed. And sometime I'll jump on the phone rather than phone and home to the father. Mm -hmm. And, and sort of those things are crucial. The first steps in the, in the smallest steps in the beginning of the day, uh, can be the biggest steps of the day. And I've been just trying to stay in that secret place in the morning just to get my perspective right before the kids get up, before my wife begins to start her day as well, where the voices are just out <laughs> besides his and hear that still small voice. But it's not like that all the time. Um, I want to be clear with that because, um, I mean, that's something I fight for every week, you know, every moment, every yeah. day. Um, but there's, I would say some of the greatest uh, things throughout the day that sort of, you know, spur me on uh, is just being connected with him. Even if I didn't get into the secret place, being able to sort of live and walk with him and not get too far ahead of him. And I think one of my biggest problems is trying to put ministry before building the man or building the ministry before trying to, you know, build the man. And God's been slowing me down a lot in different ways on that. So I, I got plenty of struggles and just staying connected to the vine. But I would just say what helps me a ton is, yeah, keeping my perspective on Christ and, and, and walking throughout the day with amazing believers like yourselves coming alongside me, encouraging me in the deep places where I need it most uh, really helps me and provokes me, propels me into uh, my purpose deeper in knowing God and, and spending time in his presence. So, yeah. 
Well, Rashawn, every time I'm around you, I, I just get happy. I just get filled up with joy <laughs> and I'm blessed. And I think of a couple events that we've attended uh, together. Um, and also just like there's moments where my phone will light up with a message and I'll listen yeah. to a voice memo or an audio message or a phone call. And I just, mm -hmm. you have this ability to encourage and inspire and share faith and build others yeah. up and exhort and kind of a Barnabas in the faith mm -hmm. where he was the son of wow. encouragement. And I just look at also, I'm not alone in being encouraged by you. Can you talk for a second about TikTok and Bible verse daily and sharing oh, yeah. your faith? And just, <laughs> will, you, will you talk a little bit about like, yes. you're, you're maybe going to the drive-thru, you're picking up your kids <laughs> McDonald's and, and God will give you a divine appointment. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, yes, bro. Early off this year, I had a crazy dream. I had a crazy dream and I won't get too deep into the dream, but I'll share with you what God spoke to me sort of after a few days after that dream. But literally he was told me before, you know, I started this year, go out and share the gospel, not only with people who are suffering with poverty materially, but spiritually, wherever you are, go share the gospel at least once a day. And I'm sort of like devoting my life um, the best I can, not only to speaking and uh, declaring the gospel, but trying to demonstrate it in my life. And one thing that sort of propelled me into is like TikTok. TikTok, the next generation is all over TikTok. I mean, Seriously. people are consuming that content like no other. And yeah. there's a lot of crazy, chaotic uh, stuff going on on that platform. And I was just like, Lord, what exactly do you want me to do? And one day I was sitting at a light and I seen a homeless man to my left and um, he was just like, you know, start documenting these moments of you sharing the gospel. And, and a lot of it is only like 5% of the time that I'm on camera doing it. And that's one thing that I want to be really uh, mindful about, not trying to be seen doing all this stuff. But one thing God's showing me, though, is how many lives are being impacted by doing it. Not only the people who are watching on TikTok, but I've been having some crazy powerful moments as God ministers to me as I minister to them. For instance, the biggest need isn't that I bring like rice or fish or bread or manna from heaven to these people to eat physically, but right. it's the deeper need, like the need to fulfill that void that of loneliness and that need to fulfill that unlo like the, the sense of being unloved. And they have so much more that they need much deeper. And that's the much tougher thing to fill than the food and all that and, and giving them money and change. And, and that's where I feel like the Lord told me to provide deep in a deeper way. Back when I was, you know, um, away from the Lord, not following him, I could easily go bless the homeless. And I used to do it all the time. And it's just something deeper when Christ is on that uh, attached to what we give because that's eternal value at that point. And, and that's what I want to be driven by at the end of the day, make it count on not only for today, but for eternity, these conversations that I have with them. I know I'm talking a lot, but yeah, oh, I just, great. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. that's sort of my, sort of my drive behind TikTok. Well, and it's crazy. I'll just add a comment because you, you didn't say it, but it's like these videos took off and there are, there are now an equal number of TikTok users, 1 billion, 
as Instagram users, 1 billion. What? Yep, yep. That just I, happened? I, that just happened. And wow. but you were like a first mover and TikTok is like a darker platform, but yeah. there's like half a million people watching you on TikTok every day. And there's like millions of people who've liked mm -hmm. and viewed your videos. And that's just, I just mm -hmm. want to shout that out of like, mm -hmm. there, wherever it's dark, there needs to be light. And this generation, yeah. we want to mm -hmm. double down on where they're at. So yeah, I so think one, one fun thing, we just interviewed somebody a couple days ago and they had said, we, we asked the question, if you could leave young adult leaders and influencers with one word of advice, what would you leave them with? And he mm. responded with the fact that, that, hey, be mindful and aware that whatever platform in social media that God has asked you to steward, you will have to stand before him and ask and like answer to. So oh. it's like how we use social Ooh. media or how we use our cell phone, whether it's the deep, dark web, and it could be, you know, pulling our hearts further away from Christ or it's drawing other hearts closer to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is the weight that our generation, well, you're a millennial or Gen Z, or, you know, you're in that realm of young adult ministry and influencing is to recognize that, wow, not only do my words carry weight, but my actions yeah. and my posts and my social media responses yeah. or rants are setting people's hearts up to receive the gospel or to say, Hey, I've seen that. I want yeah. nothing to do with it, you know, but to be exactly. able to the light in all the dark places. And I'll share one more thing. I had a, a pastor and he's uh, now a doctor and everything in ministry. And he would say, every time I post something, he, he would ask himself, why am I posting this? And what are my heart's intentions? Wow. So it was, a, it was his filter of saying, hey, am I going to post this Bible verse because I want people to like it? Am I going to get online because I want people to like me? Am I posting to brag about my family or what God's doing? Yeah. And am I robbing God of the glory in that process? So Ooh. anybody who has a social media platform as a listener, whether you have 10 people or 10 million people following you, yeah. not only are we recognizing that our words carry weight, but our social media platforms reveal the condition of our heart. And yeah. I think that for Ooh, me is like, God's asking a lot of us to step into that and to steward it well, yeah. but keeping, not even in the back of my mind, but in the forefront of my mind, I'm going to have to stand before the Lord and say, okay, Lord, I, I did steward it well, or I did not steward it yeah. well. Oh, true. Yeah. Just that account factor. So it makes me think of just the influence of anybody who's listening to take that into account and be whoa you know like that yeah, that's a big sure. burden to recognize but obviously we hand it back over to christ every time so those are just some yeah. of my thoughts. sorry if i was sharing so good <laughs> that's so good and convicting it's very convicting especially from my end like in I, and i'm thinking like i was literally just talking it was to my wife and a couple more people last night but we will have to give an account for every single you know idle word that we you know that proceeds out of our mouth whatever we do we're gonna have to give an account for and 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 this is why i think what you said is so huge as far as what's the motive behind what we do and it's really easy to get to this point like that would, one i try not to approach god as a as a successful quote-unquote man but a sinner saved by grace i think lee strobel said that one time like how do you keep you know yourself down you know because at the end of the day, the, the enemy is trying to 
get us caught up in like what you're doing numbers and all this but at the end of the day like we're all called to be servants and be faithful to God's calling that, that's success so thank you for sharing that that was very com convicting but also encouraging so like, so good well my good Rashawn, you're, you're, you founded Without Walls Ministries, and I believe that's a prophetic word for the church today because we're all in COVID-19, in mm -hmm. quarantine, and right now the, the gospel is going forward without yeah. walls. And it's, it's it. a beautiful, messy, confusing thing for all of us, yeah. but we're in it together. And there's a rise of online ministry right now like never before. And I look to you, when I, when I need advice for online. And for I'm just thinking of the listeners who are on staff at a church, they're a pastor in college ministry, and they're looking either to start, to step up, or to strengthen their online ministry. What advice do you have for them today amidst coronavirus? I would say like one of the big things I run into with uh, leaders, pastors, uh, even college leaders and even college students who are wanting to make impact online. Yeah. A lot of times the reason they don't get started is because they feel like their content or whatever has to be perfect, their website. And like, and this is not what the generation is looking for that we live in. They're not looking for perfect. They're looking more for real. Like if you would just go on there and be honest and get started, just be honest and, uh, Take heed like to the words that you speak, of course, like we were just talking about, but get started, share your story, share um, what you believe in, began to do as Matt Brown say, speak the truth in love. Like I, I've been hearing your guys' episodes with Matt Brown. That was a phenomenal episode, by the way. So we love, him. love you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, but it's so important just to get out there on the digital megaphone and just get started. And I uh, remember at the end of the day, uh, you don't have to have it all together to be used by God. And, and, and that's what Paul knew. It was the grace of God using uh, people to do mighty things for him. So uh, just allow God to use you. Um, and that's what I would say. If more practical things, there's so many different resources you can go to and uh, go through. Uh, I would say, you know, open network with Life Church is great. Or there's amazing, yeah. uh, what is it, church? something online or i forgot his name uh church social media online but there's another there there's tons of resources on youtube a pastor can go to and get encouraged so yeah i would encourage you guys out there to do that as well but get started that's what i would say i think that's the biggest apprehension most people have right it's like going to the gym i want to be in shape but i don't want to drive to walk through the door to feel like a failure yeah. before i get there and I think sometimes what holds people back, even in the realm of ministry is saying, I have a testimony, God's put it on my heart. I don't yeah. necessarily know how to share it, but I want to rally some people around me to filter through or to process what does that mean? What does that look like to be yeah. real, to be raw, to be authentic without sharing, you know, too much, Exactly. but, but finding that, that healthy medium of like, you can be redeemed, you can be set free, you can start a ministry that God has placed on your heart. And Rashawn, we've come to one of our favorite parts of our episode. Okay. And this is where you get to be real and raw with us. How does that sound? <laughs> uh, that we sounds have, good. <laughs> we have five final thoughts that we want to hear from you. So it's five and five. So we're going to ask you five questions in five minutes. And 
Whew, we're going to see if you can do it. Are you up for the challenge? I'm up for it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I get to ask y'all a question too, though. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're already warmed up. We're warming up. We got my going here. All right, Rashawn, kicking it off. Number one, if you could describe yourself in three words, what would they be? Uh, I would say hard-headed one at times. <laughs> Ask my wife. <laughs> uh, well, you have that helmet was, on right now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, by the grace of God, also, I don't want to be too spiritual, but um, I, I just would say, like, um, I've been given a joy, uh, a, a joy uh, that I didn't once have, so I would just say, yeah, a joy giver, just because I didn't once have it. And, you know, I see your guys' joy, and I'm like, this is something we share together. It's like a part of our DNA now that we're in Christ, you know? Right. So yeah. I'll say, yeah, joy giver. And then the last thing um, I would say, honest for the most part, I, I, I'm trying to get better uh, at that, but I know it's a weird word, but I'm trying to be open, I guess I would say, like open, like open, like not only on the side of God, like take this, take that out of my hand, you know, like, but also just before people, I'm trying to get there more. So a work in progress towards being open, I would say progress or open. I want to be open. Yeah. Amazing. I don't know. That, I know that last one was kind of weird. I, I get kind of weird sometimes. <laughs> no, that's good. That's You're good. amazing, my friend. <laughs> You're a blessing to us. Question two, okay. why do you do what you do, Rashawn? What drives you? What motivates you? What keeps you going? What spurs you on on the dark days? Man, driven to please God. I'm driven with the desire to please God, I would say. But um, I know, again, I'm not perfect at this. But I would just say that's what drives me, driven sort of uh, – but then again, it's always that side that's like, it's a challenge, like, because everyone wrestles with what they wrestle with. Like, I want to live for eternity every day, you know, drink manna and walk, you know, walk or eat manna and float around. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But it's just, we're, we're going to be conflicted while we're here. But I'm driven by eternity overall. I want to see people uh, grow in the knowledge of God and the grace of Christ. So, yeah. That's a great challenge for all of us. So great way and great, great verbiage. All right, Rashawn, we got number three and this could bite okay. us. So we <laughs> want to be raw and real. So if you could ask us, he's cheering right now. He can't see his arm <laughs> in the air. If you could ask us one question today, what would you ask Josiah and myself? Perfect. Perfect. All right. As you guys been ministers, but also before that, hubby and wife, I'm in a season now, I'm growing with my wife. I would love to know just one encouraging word from the standpoint of marriage, but also one area of challenge. Like what have been a challenge in your guys' marriage, but also encouragement that we can like learn or glean from. Right, that's say. great. That's gold. Okay, should I, you wanna go first? Sure. Okay. You know, Rashawn, I, I, I love you and Denise so much. And Micah and I are blessed that we get to do life together. Like we're best friends. Yeah. And so the blessing side of that is I'm a he, she's a she, and then there's a we. And so mm -hmm. when it comes to ministry, yep. there are things that I'm passionate about that since it's important to me, it also becomes important to Micah. I've learned that there was things that 
I didn't even think about a few years ago before I met Micah or before we got dating, engaged, married. Mm -hmm. And now, because it's important to her, it means yeah. the world to me and her passions rub mm -hmm. off on me. Mm -hmm. But then wow. we get to do it together. And I'd say with that, the only challenge that I can think of is, you know, there are moments where I'm down, where I'm discouraged, where yeah. I, I've, I've even felt like giving up. Mm -hmm. But then those are the moments where Micah has carried me through. Mm -hmm. And so I think the challenge is selfishness. The challenge is yeah. a tendency to want to maybe have things quote unquote my way, but then the blessing is we're better together. That's what yeah. I say. I don't know. What, what about so you? Good. Yeah. So good, bro. Yeah. I would say one challenge that I think every marriage faces, no matter how good of a communicator you are, no matter how close you are to Jesus, no matter how much you love each other, whatever you want to yeah. say is to be in constant um, cadence with each other. So it's like mm. getting on that tandem bike when one wants to hit the brakes and the other one is like keeps pedaling and you go nowhere. I think <laughs> yeah. to have that line of communication to recognize that each one of us are, you know, on this bike or if you're on a solo bike, each one of you represents a pedal and you're, you're trudging through whatever you're going through or you're cruising and to yeah. recognize like we need to constantly have this cadence. Like there's no, there's no time to not, you know, remain heaven minded. There needs mm. to be a heaven minded urgency in both of our hearts as the he, she, and we, and as we pedal forward, nothing can stop us. And I think that That's leads good. to the blessing. Um, the blessing word that I would give or the encouraging word that I give the audience is recognizing that you're the person that you chose to marry you chose to love, you chose to lay down your, your selfishness to is your teammate. Even mm. when you feel like you're wearing a different Jersey, like you are serving the Lord with wow. your teammate. And I think that's the most fun thing to wake up to, to recognize, like I chose you, you chose me and God knew that he chose us together. And when you yeah. can understand that, get on the bike and be in cadence with each other to recognize that you're a teammate, we're for each other, we're not against each other. And when you're on that tandem bike and you're pedaling forward, like everything else becomes a blur because God becomes the center of it all. So I think that is what I would say today is probably something fun that I've recognized and realized. So that's powerful. Me and wifey gonna have to rewind this and listen to this when the episode come out and rewind it again. Come on now. That's good. <laughs> Let's go. So, Sean, this question is question number four. We were talking at the very beginning and you shared your story and you left us hanging. You said, I'll get to another part if it comes up. It's coming up. What's that other part of your story? Go there. Awesome. Okay, bro. Well, so like you mentioned lightly, uh, well, a little bit after, you know, I sort of had that cataclysmic encounter and like I was shot down, gunned down. I was like left on my own in the darkness of night, sitting in a parking lot. Um, it was cold outside, but warm blood was everywhere on the ground. It was just me and God. My coaches weren't around. My parents weren't around. The girl that I was in love with that had just left me there all alone after I got shot down, she wasn't around. I'm there in a pit of despair and wow. I, and I cry out to the God of the universe for the first time ever. And he heard my cry, bro. And, uh, uh, at that moment, somehow, some way I call this guy an angel. He picks me up and throws me in his car. He threw me in his car and, uh, took me to the hospital. But I remember, this is one big thing I remember. Um, 
that night, my dad was like a macho man. He was a military guy. Uh, and I would, I never seen him cry. He was so much bravado and, and things like that. But when he walked through the door that night and tears were flowing down his face for the first time ever, like the, the very first thing I thought of, you know, if my earthly father is crying like this, how much more is my mm -hmm. heavenly father crying out, pursuing, wow. you know, you know, his loving hand is out reaching for me right now, calling me back home. And uh, that changed everything. But needless to say, somehow, some way, I, I end up the best I can give my life to God, give my life to Christ. But because of that, I don't know if I was a false convert or if the seed just landed on ground, bad ground, but I ended up going to college, uh, mm -hmm. you know, indulged in, you know, lust, sex, um, you know, whatever, all the things that, you know, addiction uh, to alcohol while I was a football player, like all these different things, shame began to come over me again. So what I thought I could do is just puff myself up a little bit more, join the military so I can prove to my father that, hey, I can actually join the military just like you, but rank higher than you when I go in as an officer. So I'm going to get admitted into Army Medical School. And when I get to Army Medical School, I'm going to graduate. And all of a sudden, I remember just getting to that point. I'm graduating from Army Medical School, and I'm still feeling this deep, dark void in my heart. From that point, I looked at my phone. This is where social media came in big time. Uh, I looked at my phone. I seen a message uh, from a friend um, that was basically pointing me to my cousin. Hey, he just got this amazing deal where he's on the movie screen with Zac Efron. He played in a movie called The Lucky One of Zac Efron's Best Friend. He was in Apple Pie, or American Pie, not Apple Pie. I love Apple Pie, though. American Pie, our American Reunion. Uh, and then what ends up happening, I, this jealousy and this envy, but I love my cousin. So I'm like, why is this stuff happening inside of me right now? Like, and then all of a sudden, that's sort of like, hey, hey cousin, I want to move out there with you to LA. And I sort of pack my bags. I said, put me in the reserves. I'm done with military full time. They put me in the reserves. It was all God's will, sovereign will happening at this point. Because mm -hmm. he gave me exactly what I wanted, uh, wanted at that time. But I didn't know what I was headed towards is what I needed. So I went to LA. I began to get really big on social media. My cousin got me in all the right places with different celebrities, uh, well-known people to this day. Um, and I got an opportunity to be a hype man to a guy named Soldier Boy. I mean, life was good. Bank account was going up. I had a house in the valley, G-Wagon outside. But yet, I was still empty. Mm -hmm. And then I remember uh, there was just one specific night. Uh, one of my, or some of my closest friends told the girl that I was dating, who was the girl of my dreams at this point. She was in law school. You know, she was at USC. Everything I thought lined up to like, this is the type of woman I want. You know, all of a sudden, these guys I was with who knew I was doing her wrong on the back end told her about all my mess was going on. I was cheating on her and different things like that. Needless to say, fast forward, everybody's out of my life again one more time. <laughs> and this time I was suicidal. I went into the back room, grabbed a pistol, brought the pistol back up to my room put the gun in my mouth. I'm shaking. I mean, shaking like no other. I feared so much. I feared, one, if I were to shoot myself right now, it's going to take me back to the horror of what I went through if I don't die when I shoot myself. Like that pain, I didn't want to 
have that wreck the havoc again on my body. Number two is that I'm going to cross over into eternity. And am I ready to meet this God? Right. And then fast forward from there, by the grace of God, the phone lights up and I go to my phone again. And here goes social media again. Swipe, swipe right. There's a young lady, the only Christian girl I was following at all. All my timeline, she was the only one ever a Christian girl. And her post said this, oh, how wide, how deep, mm. how vast the love of God is. And nothing in all creation can separate you from this love that's found in Christ Jesus. As I started reading and reading, I started weeping and weeping. I cried out with all my heart that night. God met me right where I was, right there in the pit of my despair. He was right there and it changed everything. But here's the crazy thing, and I'll close out right here. The crazy thing is that night, as I'm laying in my bed, I had an OBE, which is really weird. It was an out-of-body experience. My soul left my body. Like God had to wake me up th that way. It, it was just crazy. But needless to say, when I wake up, I run over, I turn on the light, grown man, <laughs> throw the cover over my head, and I'm just crying out to God, what do I need to do? I don't know what I need to do, God, what's next? He literally puts this, he compels me to look underneath my bed. And in this house, there was a ton of different talents that would be in and out of this house all the time, different actors and actress, because my agent is the one who got me into this house. But needless to say, there was a suitcase I'd never seen before. I pulled the suitcase out, clap, clap, open it, swing it open, dirty clothes, but on the top, there was a Bible. Guess what book it was? Or guess what? It was a book. It was the Bible. <laughs> it was the Bible. Wow. Yes. But I swung it open out of nowhere. And this is all like literally step by step. I swung it open. And this is the red letters that stuck out like a headlights of a semi truck. And it said this, it said, uh, Jesus said this. He said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but yet lose his soul? And right there, I was sold out for God from that point, for Christ. I mean, the next steps, I was baby stepping it, and he got me back home. I left everything, went back to Oklahoma City, but it, it was over from there. But thank you guys for asking about that. I love sharing that story because it's, it really, he really changed me, you know, in that moment, in my darkest spot. So That's amazing, Rashawn. <laughs> Thanks for going there. Yes, Rashawn, thank oh. you for being open and honest for, for, for us and for our listeners. And you probably shared that before. And I just want to encourage anybody, if you've, you've, you've Rashawn, literally been shot down. But I yeah. think sometimes in ministry, we can figuratively be shot mm. down. Oh, and we can, we can adopt those dark moments along the way and we can hold on to them or we can allow the glory of God to shine down and use those dark moments just like you just wow. did as a testimony of God's faithfulness, a testimony of God's provision on your life, a testimony of a second, third, however many chances all of us need each and every single day. So I just think that if there's a listener out there who feel like you were in the pits of despair, wow. figuratively, psychologically, mentally, wherever you land on that spiritually, that God can literally pull you out of the clean you off and, and, and put you on the tra trajectory and the right road that he has for you. So um, I don't want to take any more time because we got one more question left. So, okay. Oh, so, sorry if I went long. No, 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 no. We needed to hear that. Seriously. So, Rashawn, here, we're going to end on this question. If you could tell a group of college pastors and young adult leaders one thing, I'm handing you the mic. What would okay. you leave them with today? 
I would simply, uh, just because this is something I reflect on all the time, um, and I think it's just so timely as of right now, I think it goes back to don't hold on to anything too tight, mm. except, except for Christ. Let all your satisfaction be in him. Even the ministry, even the good things, don't hold on them too, too tight. That can be your, your wife, your husband, your kiddos, mm -hmm. like your, your family, all the good things too. But it's just so important that we get to the point where we're like, God, it's, it's all yours. Mm -hmm. It's all yours. I'm just a steward of what you've given me. And I want to steward it well. And by allowing you to lead me in my stewardship, not trying to control it all. So right. that's what I would leave each leader out there with. And uh, yeah, stay encouraged through this time, this storm. You know, God knows what he's doing. He's still sovereign on the throne. I love it, Rashawn. That's a great note to end on and to leave it with today. And so thank you for a great conversation today for joining us, Rashawn. Thank you guys and love y'all. Keep doing what you guys are doing. You guys are the ma most amazing couple I know. Come on. <laughs> Just to close things out, thanks for joining us, listening in. If you're tuning in, you can find out more about Rashawn Copeland, Without Walls Ministry, as well as the newest book, Start Where You Are. When you connect with us on our website at youngadults.today, as well as across social media, we'll be posting the show notes is at Young Adults Today. So until next time, Josiah and Mike here with Rashawn Copeland. Yep, let your light shine. See you guys. Thanks for listening to today's conversation on the Young Adults Today podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.